I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's premier home purchase lender. We've created a new way to protect you from unpredictable interest rates. Our exclusive Rate Shield approval. First, we lock your interest rate for up to 90 days. Then, if rates go up, your rate stays locked. But if rates go down, your rate drops. Either way, you win. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rate Shield approval only valid on certain 30-year fixed rate loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply. Welcome to the Skull King Football Podcast, presented by Fox DFS Firelines. Now, here are your hosts, Justin and Ryan Skullrude. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. This is episode 20. We are halfway through the season, just wrapping up week seven of the football season. I hope you guys had better weeks than Steven Hauschka and Catanzaro. That uh, both chip shot misses, I think, are a record uh, of, of overtime field goals missed uh, consecutively for distance. But uh, that game was horrible, if you ask me. But hopefully, neither here nor there, we're going to get into some news, some updates on some injuries, uh, some sad news uh, for those of you who are owners of a certain running back. Uh, and then we're going to get into our picks, our, our first picks of the week for who you should be looking at for the waiver wire, who you should be spending your fab cash on. And so once again, I am Justin, your host of the show. Join with me as always, the founder of Skull King Fantasy Football, Ryan Skullrude. Hey, everybody. How's it going tonight? I hope your, uh, I hope your fantasy weeks went, went pretty well. Uh, so we will, like I said, we'll get started with the announcement that Ray Jennings, a.k.a. Arian Foster, has announced his retirement. Uh, this comes as a shock to me. Uh, this tells me that his injuries are way worse than what were originally reported, or he just doesn't want to deal with it anymore. Uh, Ryan, what are your thoughts uh, I, I know we'll figure out more of this as this comes out, as this was just released uh, later tonight, uh, midway point to the football game. But uh, tell me a little bit about what you think the ramifications are of this. Well, obviously, JHI is now the guy to own in Miami. Um, as far as Foster goes, I look, thank you for the Ray Jennings. Um, <laughs> Uh, the Reed Jennings. So I, God, I love the movie The Draft. Seriously, and that movie. Every anytime I get close to fantasy football draft season, I've got that movie on, watching it twice a day. Um, but anyways, back to Aaron Foster. Um, you know, the guy has had. He's was immensely talented. Um, he just he couldn't stay healthy. He'd always had you know, you know the how we talk about those soft tissue injuries, um, the hamstrings. Um, the groin issue, then the torn groin that you know, like separated, partially separated off of his leg, um, that he had to have surgically repaired, um, and then t- you know non-contact tearing, injury. Yeah, then tearing, then tearing the Achilles, um, coming back from that, um, you know, just it was a uh, you know it was it was tough on him, and I just I think that he's, I think he's finally realizing what a lot of people. Um, who have been watching football guess was coming soon anyways. And I think it's, I think his, his head finally said, you know what? My body can't keep up. Uh, it, it's time to quit. And, you know, like I said, um, 
he had some amazing, amazing football season. I want to say he was a four-time Pro Bowler. Um, amazing, amazing football player that you know just couldn't seem to stay healthy. And uh, he's, uh, you know, honestly, I know that a lot of people will miss miss having him on their roster. You know, people who knew him from or had him in on the rosters from years back, but not necessarily this year. <laughs> Uh, I really hope that this news uh, is for the betterment of Arian Foster moving forward. Uh, we will all miss him as a football player. Um, I know we're taking a little bit longer on this than we normally do on announcements, but to me, I give nothing but best wishes to Arian Foster moving forward. Uh, there are tons of retired football players who have – uh, medical and health concerns that are brought on by this very physical and violent game that we all love. But this is a real-world individual who's now going to have to deal with the ramifications of the, his list of injuries for the rest of his life, and we hope we wish him nothing but the best moving forward, that, that he'll have nothing but uh, a clean bill of health now that he's not playing such a violent game. But moving on uh, to something a little bit more um, fantasy relevant moving forward. Um, the Chargers head coach, Mike McCoy, says the rookie tight end Hunter Henry is going into the pr concussion protocol this week. Um, I didn't watch that game, so I'm unaware of the hit that he may have taken. Um, I know that this Hunter Henry has been kind of a huge, huge rising star this season and kind of taken away from the Antonio Gates touches, especially in the end zone. I know a lot of people were excited to see Antonio Gates push for that touchdown record. Um, does this concern you at all, Ryan, with, with Hunter Henry going into the concussion call? Once again, I didn't see any sort of major hit that he took uh, in the game. Um, well, just looking at the notes, I didn't get to see it either. I just remember continually looking at my – um, looking at my phone and all the notifications on on how this game was going, going back and forth between games since you know I don't have cable. <laughs> Checking the NFL app and just seeing Hunter Henry, or, or not not seeing Hunter Henry's name, saying you know pass incomplete to Antonio Gates, pass complete to Antonio Gates, pass incomplete to Antonio Gates. Nothing about Hunter Henry, and finally looking at the stats, one catch for 16 yards on three attempts. Um, you know, I don't. It looks like that he didn't actually report um, the symptoms until after the game was over, and so they're thinking that he's probably going to be more day to day than he will week than he will be week to week. So obviously, it wasn't it wasn't severe. Um, it it's a cause for a little bit of concern, um, but I think I think I think he'll end up being okay. He is still splitting with Antonio Gates. I think you know it very well could have been just game flow and how it was going that they liked they liked the matchups that um, that Gates presented. I'm guessing is what happened in this game. Again, I haven't been able to actually watch any of the game tape, so I still think he's a good pick going forward. He's got a couple of tough matchups there. Um, San Diego's at Denver next week in Week Eight, so that'll be a little bit tough. But he does have you know Tennessee and Miami. And then the bye week in week eleven, so he should he should be okay. I'm still I'm still running him out there as a starter. So uh, Hugh Jackson said that uh, Corey Coleman will be able, or he's not sure whether or not he'll be able to practice this week. Uh, I have uh, Corey Coleman out at least for another week. Um, to me, the way the Cleveland Browns season has gone, there's no need or any logical reason to rush him back 
uh, from that injury, especially as a receiver needing to actually use his hands to catch the ball. Um, and so if he's available in your league, I think he'd be a late stash if you have space. I wouldn't drop somebody who's currently producing in order to go get him. Um, but moving on, um, the Falcons have indicated Monday that uh, there's a possibility of um, Tevin Coleman's hamstring injury to cost him extended time. What that means, we don't necessarily know. Unless you're a Freeman owner and then yeah, you're Freeman owners for joy. Not rejoice because no one celebrates injuries, of course, but they're happy that it's more of a one-man show. My question is this. Does that limit Freeman's ability because there's kind of this one-two punch now with only having the one punch? Does that affect Freeman? And the second part of my question, is Teron Ward even a thought to be someone to pick up so far this season? He's the third-string quarterback, running back. Only The only reason I would pick up Ward is if you, again, if you've got the space to burn and you don't think that Freeman can stay healthy, you know, Freeman hasn't, he hasn't shown any signs of really slowing down at all this year. Um, Tevin Coleman's the only one of the two that's really had much of an injury, uh, much of injury issues so far this year. Um, so for now, I'd, you know, I'd hold off if you've got, you know, unless you're, you know, again, hoping for injury, which at this point, you know, some people are desperate enough. They'll, they'll pick up anyone they can. If they, there's a chance they'll come in. But I think for right now, Freeman's, Freeman's the guy to own that if you've got him, you're, you're happy to see that he's going to be getting the production. I think he performed well uh, last year as the full-time back until he got his concussion halfway through the season. So I think, I think he'll be okay. Looking at some of their matchups, they've got uh, Green Bay, Tampa Bay. Um, Green Bay and Tampa Bay are, are gettable for, for Freeman, not necessarily for running-wise, but more because he, he, of his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield. And then, uh, you know, Philadelphia. And then after, and then he's got the bye week 11. So then we'll see if Tevin Coleman is back by then. So, Okay. Uh, LaShawn McCoy aggravated his hamstring once again and is once again listed as questionable. Uh, for those of you who are Mike Gillisley owners, just like me, uh, this is aggravating news. You wish that there would be something more clear-cut. Um, I know for myself – uh, seeing the impact of LaShawn McCoy and the fact that he aggravated his hamstring, I would think that the Bills would have been more conservative and not started LaShawn McCoy because they could afford to rest him one game, even if they were to lose, hypothetically, thinking down the road, they obviously did lose Miami, um, but they could afford to lose, quote-unquote, one game, uh, in order to make sure that LaShawn McCoy was fully healthy. Now he's aggravated his hamstring again. Hamstrings often are worse the second time you've aggravated it. And so I think this is not a good sign. But once again, it's as clear as mud. And uh, speaking for all of the, speaking on behalf of all Mike Gillisley owners, this is a little aggravating because the, knowing the Bills and Rex Ryan's methodology, he's probably going to throw him out there until he can't walk. Um, but moving on, well, just <laughs> go ahead. Let's, let's be honest. Rex Ryan doesn't give a, a a poop about what any fantasy football owners think. No, he does. he's. I think he's on record saying, yeah, pretty much. Well, I think you know they have a tough matchup. I can see it's more than poop. 
if McCoy can go, I can see them putting him in next week anyways because they're going up against New England trying to gain a game in the, in the division, um, and it'll be at home. Then the next week uh, – the, the next week is the Monday night game against Seattle. That's going to be brutal on LaShawn McCoy in Seattle. Yeah, I'm, I'm not seeing McCoy getting a whole lot of a whole lot of moving around in that game. So uh, he's he's got a couple of really tough matchups coming up the next couple of weeks, and I I think it would be better for for the depending, especially if he's not going to be healthy enough to go in New England, let him sit so that he has a chance to go against Seattle because he'll have the extra day. Uh, moving on, once again, John Harbaugh said uh, today that he's wanting to get Kenneth Dixon more involved. Once again, this is something I would wait and see, but if, you can, if you've got someone else on your bench that literally scored zero points this week, someone like a Sammy Coach who's probably not going to get anything until Ben Roethlisberger comes back, um, this would be something where I would easily do a switch out. Uh, that's once again, just an example from my roster. Um, but ESPN uh, is now going to be allowing Ty Montgomery to have running back eligibility. Yahoo also did this today. And so this is like a, a second flex on your roster. If you were lucky enough to be, quote-unquote, bad enough in your league to, in order to get Ty Montgomery, uh, this does wonders for your roster in giving you that much more flexibility. Um, Ryan, do you continue to see – I know a lot of people picked up Niall Davis. Do you continue to see Ty Montgomery being the running back even if and when Niall Davis gets up to speed on the on on the uh, on the playbook? Uh, I think so. I think that Ty Montgomery is – I think he's going to be the running back. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm looking at – I'm actually looking at Yahoo. Yahoo officially on their – on the website has I think it's maybe next week or maybe the next couple of days. As of right now, he's still listed as a Green Bay wide receiver, not wide receiver, comma running back. That'll probably change. That'll probably tomorrow. change. Yeah, when when everyone's starting to put in their waivers and everything, when they, well, they actually start. Plus, the when the whole week is finished, a lot of times Yahoo will update any sort of positional changes. The the rare occasion that that changes often happens on a Tuesday anyway. So. Well, well, he's. I'm looking at all the places he's going to be changed over. I think Montgomery is is going to stay in the running back. I mean, even Aaron Rodgers says he thinks of he thinks that he's a running back. So Aaron Rodgers says I think he's, he's a running big back. running back. So yeah, I mean the guy's he's got speed, he's got size. They're changing him to running back. Let's see, Montgomery has been moved to running back on FanDuel. We moved to running back on Roto World's depth chart as well. Um, but yeah, I mean if you've yeah, if you were lucky enough to get him, I think I got him in one league. So, um, yeah, he's uh, he's you definitely want to be holding on to him. So, uh, going through a couple of these really quick, Marvin Jones expects Tyler Eifert's ankle um, to get better and his role to expand for Week Eight. The Cardinals uh, expect John Brown to be back for Week Eight. I know um, the expectations for John Brown were high this week, but, or were high this year, but considering a couple of injuries and the headaches, uh, that has yet to manifest itself. Well, um, and, and don't forget for John Brown now, Jerron Brown, who is basically kind of the first backup behind him towards ACL in the game last night. In the, yeah. The, in there were times where Jerron Brown was looking better than John Brown. Yeah. So, um, but, uh, Matt Jones could see his carries reduced due to fumbling issues. 
this is something where if you are a Matt Jones owner, I'm not too worried because Robert Kelly, though he was kind of a sneaky pick for me in week one, hasn't really shown a lot. With them using Thompson in the passing game, this is going to come like a murky Oakland Raiders backfield uh, or the previous Oakland Raiders backfield now with uh, Octavius Murray once again resuming the role as a starter. Um, But I don't see this as anything to really move on. Maybe if uh, you have a better running back two option than Matt Jones, maybe you sit him in certain situations. But I don't think you go out and get Robert Kelly in this situation. Uh, not yet. Uh, I, it's something you definitely want to keep an eye on. Um, but yeah, Chris, Chris if you're if you're going to take someone from that backfield, go with Chris Thompson. Uh, Jordan Reed has been cleared to resume practice on Wednesday. Uh, this is giving a little bit more indication that he should be able to play for week eight. No clear-cut indications, once again, still early in the week. Um, Jay Cutler has now been cleared to return. And Brian Hoyer, I believe I saw today, um, apologies for not getting 100% accurate on this one, uh, but I saw that Brian Hoyer is looking to be back, even though he had uh, a uh, an injury in the in the Thursday night game. Ryan, do you have? Yeah, I've got that. Uh, Hoyer, I believe, is now on IR. Uh, oh, was way off. <laughs> no, they placed him on IR today. Um, oh, okay. Fracture, yeah, with the fractured forearm. Early Monday reports that uh, Hoyer would only miss six weeks as opposed to eight. Um. We're billed as good news, but Hoyer's placed on the IR knocks him out for eight weeks anyway. Um, we'd be shocked to see Hoyer play again this season. So I don't know who the number three quarterback in in um, in Chicago is. I think it may still be Jimmy Clausen. Uh, I think so. Not a hundred sister. But you know, at least with Cutler, Alshon Jeffrey will start getting will start getting targeted. Yeah. You know? Alshon, Alshon <laughs> Jeffrey. Uh, owners are excited. Yeah. So, so yeah. If if yeah, if you've got Alshon, if you can maybe trade for Alshon Jeffrey, um, because of you know, if you've got the the necessary pieces to maybe get him in a little bit of a value, simply because of how bad it's been for him the last few weeks. Um, if you can maybe sneak that one, go ahead and do it. I've got one league that I may try to do it. I've got a decent wide receiver core, but you know, it never hurts to upgrade, try to upgrade a little bit. Uh, Matt Barkley is now the second-string quarterback. Then never so, mind. <laughs> obviously not, um, and obviously not draftable, or, or you don't pick him up. You're not going to pick him up on the waivers. Then you hope and pray that Cutler stays healthy. Yeah, and if Cutler goes down, you've been Cleveland. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, or you've been Clevelanded. I'm trying to make that like a verb. I'm trying to work on that a little more. Um, but... Uh, Based on initial MRI, belief is that the Jets' former starting quarterback, Geno Smith, tore his ACL, uh, which I kind of feel bad for him because he was sitting behind Ryan Fitzpatrick, who was doing literally nothing, and they still wouldn't give him the ball. I still think Fitzpatrick is a better quarterback, but based off the way their season was going, obviously I don't blame anybody for trying to do something different. Um, And any other team – this would be less of a story because Fitzpatrick held out for so long 
and I think that's what bought him a little bit more time after that six interception game uh, and having nine interceptions in three weeks. Um, but uh, this affects the locker room a little bit because Fitz, Fitzpatrick ran his mouth a little bit in the press conference. I'm a little less negative, I guess, is maybe the, the way to put it. I'm not as quote-unquote angry or disappointed with how he handled it um, because people want their athletes to be real. Don't give me these, these, these basic answers, the predictable answers. Team, 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 team. He showed real emotion, and I think what's hypocritical is, is people want that, and then they get angry at Fitzpatrick for doing it because his name's Fitzpatrick and he had a bad game. He wasn't doing well, and now people have, have just called him a career second-string quarterback. Well, he's been a serviceable quarterback. There's only so many elite-level guys. I don't know what you're expecting from Fitzpatrick, from Fitzpatrick to be anything more than a top or a 20 to 30 quarterback who will have some upside in games if you're expecting anything more than that. But that's still a starting quarterback in the NFL. Um, sorry for my rant there, Ryan. Tell me a little bit what you think. Does this help the Jets having Fitzpatrick back and maybe a little bit of a chip on his shoulder? Moving forward, I, it, well, the, the the only person I think it really helps is Brandon Marshall. Um, he's still the only one. He's still going to get massive amounts of targets. Quincy and Nunwa hasn't really stepped up with Eric Decker being out. Um, the I, you know Bilal Powell and Matt Forte have. I mean, Bilal Powell's kind of he, he had a bad week the last. He's had a bad couple of weeks. Forte has fallen off the map, just like I predicted he would. Um, but uh, you know, I I think that you know the 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 Jets are a mess. Um, yeah, yeah, Forte, yeah, Forte had another you know thirty for thirty thirty rushes for hundred yards and a TD. You know, so that good old three yard average a game or average average a you know he's he's not going to last the rest of the season at that kind of at that kind of use. They don't have much of a choice. They're, it's not like they can go to Hackenberg or Bryce Petty um, to try to save their season. They may, I mean, they may at some point just go that direction to see what they've got out of them. But they're at, at this point their best their best option to have any sort of competition or you know be in games at all is to continue with Fitzpatrick. Yeah, uh, until they know they're out and they know they're out. Well, at this point, at two, and five, at two and five, they should know they're out. But still, there's still that. Every football coach believes that there's still a chance. They're all professionals. Any team can beat any other team on any given day. Um, just look at Miami against Pittsburgh. No one saw that coming. Everyone picked Pittsburgh in that game, except for those who live in Florida. Um, but... Uh, Fitzpatrick's got to deliver at this point if he wants to even be considered a starter next season anywhere. Anywhere. Um, but uh, moving on really quickly, the last three we want to talk about, uh, Thomas Rawls is still expected to be out for another two weeks. Um, Josh McCown has a chance, quote-unquote, to return this week. Uh, I was just looking at their depth chart right now. Starting quarterback is Cody Kessler, but he got banged up a little bit in the game. It could be Kevin Hogan being the starting quarterback this week against the Jets. Um, once again, still just I can't help but laugh. 
I can't laugh because it's literally people just getting pummeled, but it's, it's one of those things that you just like, what are you supposed to do? If you're, if, if I am Hugh Jackson, I'm putting my hands up in the air and saying, what do I do? You, you can't keep anybody healthy. Yeah. And I'm firing my trainer. I don't know what else to do. Well, and it's, it's, you know, a lot of these things are, you know, it's a broken arm. So, I mean, it's, you yeah. know, in, in Corey Coleman, um, you know, getting, getting hit and broke and having a broken collarbone in Josh McCown, uh, you know, RG three is just plain fragile. Let's be honest. He is fragile and, you know, got, you know, got yeah. pummeled and, and tore up his, his non-throwing shoulder. I mean, you, it's these are types of injuries that are going to happen in a game like in in a in a violent game like this. So, I mean, you can't you can't blame Hugh Jackson. He's doing the best that he can. I think that they're doing what they can to develop to de- try to develop some talent. Um, you know, we'll figure out who he picks for number one overall next year. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. Let's see. Taking a look at the last one here. Uh, Des Bryant was reported doing quote unquote everything during Monday's practice. Um, as long as he's not making any sort of soup, I don't see him missing next week's game. Um, it looks like all indications are, <laughs> yeah, uh, are he should be there for the game against Philadelphia uh, on the 30th next week. Um, that wraps us up for the news and some notes. Took a little bit longer than normal because we wanted to uh, pay some respects to Aaron Foster. Uh, but Ryan, uh, hit us up for our advertising, and then we'll get into our picks of the week. All right. Well, you know, we keep going over these in these two uh, every week, but we want to make sure we throw these out again. Uh, NFLshop.com uh, is the official online store of the National Football League. Offers the biggest selection of officially licensed NFL apparel and merchandise online. Shoppers looking for Nike jerseys in the game day collection featuring apparel from Nike and headwear from New Era will find what they want for all 32 teams at NFLshop.com. Seriously, guys, if you, you get on to skulkingfootball.com, and take a look at and, and, and get to and click on uh, skulkingfootball.com slash NFL shop and click on the, uh, the links that we've got on there. The salute to service headwear. I mean, these, these hats are stinking awesome. I mean, I love the, I love the gray with the, uh, with, with the camo. I mean, they've got beanies, they've got hats, they've got, looks like they've got flex, flex bits. They've got flat bills. Um, you look at the jerseys that they've got, um, seriously, it's, they sweatshirts, um, anything you want this, they really are. I mean, they have great stuff. They've got the color rust jerseys, the hats, the t-shirts, get on there, go to skulkingfootball.com slash NFL shop. That's all one word right there. Um, and, uh, you can actually sign up through the link on there to get, uh, 10% off of your first order. And I believe you can also sign up, uh, depending on how much you order, you may be able to also get free shipping. So uh, make sure to sign up for that. And our other, our other um, little advertisement here is for Yahoo Daily. Yahoo Daily Fantasy is the industry leader in fair play for DFS platforms. Yahoo makes it easier for the little guy like you and me uh, to be able to compete in their daily fantasy contests with, the, with um, major aspects to their fair play rules. 
that you're not going to find on other websites, like limiting entries to a maximum of 10 per user per contest, plus another provision that you cannot have more than 1% of the total entries in a contest. So if you um, are playing on Yahoo and there's you know only 200 people allowed in a contest, you can only put in two lineups. That's it. So you're not going to be like on the other major sites where you've got, you know, the pros entering in 10, 15, 20, 30 lineups where, you know, they've got every, you know, every possible variation of lineup that, that, you know, maximized um, thrown in there. You don't have that on Yahoo. Um, they also put, they also identify veteran players with a badge so you can see who you're going up against in contests and uh, they eliminate they have uh, prohibited scripting tools to upload or edit entries so really they are they are doing everything they can to level the playing field for for uh, guys like you and me to be able to have fun play some dfs and even make a little bit a little bit of money in the process uh, make sure again go to uh, skulkingfootball.com slash yahoo daily it's one word, um, and we've got a couple links on there with a, an opportunity to maybe even get a, a free um, premium membership on Skulking Football. Um, so go ahead and get on there again. That's uh, skulkingfootball.com slash Yahoo Daily. Okay, moving on to our waiver wire picks of the week. Once again, these are guys who are owned in less than 50% of leagues, according to Yahoo uh, Leagues. Uh, a lot of these are based off of PPR pickups, uh, but I do have a couple that uh, would work either way. Um, starting with the running back position, had a great game tonight. Devontae Booker is someone to watch for going forward. Uh, he was heavily involved tonight. I believe him being involved helped C.J. Anderson a ton. He didn't have to do the, work the workhorse load. Plus, uh, Houston was just giving up yards in bunches but tonight Devontae Booker had 17 rushing attempts 83 yards and a touchdown he's going to get more and more touches because he was successful with it but also because the coach was going to get them more touches highly successful they want to take a little bit off Trevor Simeon's shoulders so look for Devontae Booker to continue this not necessarily to this extent but look for him to continue to get 12-plus touches moving forward. Plus, San Diego, Oakland, New Orleans are his next three games. Not exactly uh, the Minnesota Vikings when it comes to stopping the run. He actually had more carries than C.J. Anderson. Um, but, C, but C.J. also went 16 for 107 in a TD. So, um, yeah. So he was getting. He got more. He got bigger yards. Yeah, he was. He he was able to get uh, more of the big yards. Uh, it's still, it, but definitely still something to watch out. Devontae Booker. They basically split the snaps evenly. So, um, yeah, that's. I'm I'm with you on Devontae Booker. He's only 36 percent owned on Yahoo, but the only league that he's not owned in my in you know in any of my leagues is one where there's only eight teams. So he's, you know, yeah. Else. Anyways. Um, for my, I kind of had two, you know, and since you were talking about the, uh, you know, kind of a, a PPR versus standard league, I may actually do that here with mine as well. Um, in terms of PPR, all the leagues I go, uh, Chris Thompson, um, I want to say where do I actually have how much he's owned? Oh, crap, I don't have how much he's owned in, in uh, if you could look that up for me real quick, Justin. Chris Thompson. Uh, Chris Thompson? Um, Chris Thompson is, you know, he's the kind of the PPR back in Washington behind Matt Jones. 
you know, we 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 talked earlier about Matt Jones fumbling issues. That he is, uh, you know, that he is he is a problem that's come through last year. Um, that they worked with him a lot um, over the preseason. Um, he's not getting, you know, Thompson's not getting a lot of carries, but in terms of receiving, um, you know, he's getting, you know, a minimum of, you know, well, four, four. Go back the last four games. So uh, October second, four, four targets, four targets, three targets last week. Or, or three targets against Philadelphia. He had seven this last week for 40 yards. Um, he's only had, what, two TDs, one receiving and one running. But, um, you know, he is, getting, he is getting some rushing attempts as well. This last week, he got 12 for 73. He was the main guy to come in when Matt Jones was struggling. So he ended up with 19 touches for, what, 100 and, uh, 113 yards. Uh, so, yeah, he is definitely a guy to watch. Um, going into, or let's see if we can actually show. Oh, shoot, I don't have it on there. Uh, he did get 12 carries. Yeah, so. 73 yards. Let me get. Oh, shoot, I don't have him on here. Oh, well. Um, yeah, he's. You know, Chris Thompson, I think if you're going to be, if you're in trouble in your. Um, in your leagues in PPR, Chris Thompson's definitely a, a guy that you really should be picking up or at least looking at um, in order to uh, in order to you know try to pull your season around um, depth wise. Oh, here we go. He's owned. He's only owned in thirteen percent of leagues, but in the last two weeks he's had let's see eighteen points, eleven and a half. This is full point PPR, so eighteen points, eleven and a half, um, eight and a half, thirteen. So he's trending up. Um, and he's got the bye week in week nine. Cincinnati, they've got the um, the London game this next week, so it's early, early, early Sunday morning. So if he's you know if he's available, I'd I'd at least take a look. So uh, I have two left. One's really just a deep one to keep aware of. Uh, once again, Mike Gillisley is someone that you guys should target. If Rex Ryan continues to do what he's doing to Lashawn McCoy and continuing to run him out there, even though he's injured. Uh, Gillisley will be the starter because Sean McCoy will be on IR at this point. Um, but uh, Gillisley, once again, watch the reports. I would not look at starting him until there's clear indication that Sean McCoy is out. But he should be someone that should be on everybody's rosters because of how horrible the offense was this last week because they couldn't run the ball because it's really all that they have in Buffalo. If they can't get the run going, they have no offense. I'm not looking at grabbing any sort of receivers with Robert Wood, or with, with Woods uh, hurt. I'm not looking at grabbing the tight end because he only got two catches this last week. Um, and so I'm really only looking at the running game and the quarterback situation of Buffalo, really not looking too too much at the quarterback situation, but more at the running back situation uh, in Buffalo. The other one is to keep an eye on Kadeem Carey. He's beginning to take touches away from Jordan Howard, even though Jordan Howard had two monstrous games when he was named the starter. Once again, with Jay Cutler coming back, things may still be up in the air. Kadeem Carey, once again, uh, I believe has more time with the offense with with Jordan Howard uh, being the latecomer to the offense. Kadeem Carey is beginning to show more and more touches and is outperforming Howard right now on less touches. So I'm looking at Carey to be someone that should be watched 
If you've got a stashable spot, he should be grabbed because who knows, this next week or maybe in a week or two or after the bye in week nine for Chicago, he could be the starter moving forward. Uh, and at that point, they have Tampa Bay, the Giants, Tennessee, San Francisco, Detroit. Not the greatest because they've got uh, Tennessee on there, um, but not bad. So, Yeah, my, uh, my, my kind of standard league uh, pick would be uh, Matt Asiata. Uh, he's only owned in 21% of leagues. Uh, here's the deal with Asiata. You, you need to look to see what, um, what's going on with Jarek McKinnon after he injured his ankle in the game um, on Sunday. Then sat out a couple series, came back, re-injured it again, and then sat out because it was a blot. So I think if it, watch what's going on with Jarek McKinnon. Um, Matt Asiata, again, if you're desperate – Matt Asiata is a guy to, to look at. They're going up against Chicago, who's you know, had a little bit of trouble with teams that can run the ball. They've done better against teams that pass the ball. Um, so if you know, Asiata is going to be, I mean, he's not a mow over kind of guy. He's a plotter. You know, he'll get you know, three, you know, three, four yards of carry, um, you know, three, three and a half yards of carry. He's the guy that's going to vulture TDs. And if he's the only real running back, you know, any goal line position that they get into, it's going to be Matt Asiata. So he's a he's a, a guy to look at in standard again in standard leagues if you're desperate for a, a running back. Uh, they're playing in the Monday night game, so you'll have one extra game to wait to kind of see how that's um, see how that uh, position is going. But that's that's where I would go. Uh, moving on to the wide receivers, uh, my first one is Cole Beasley. Uh, this one I kind of fudged a little bit on. He's only owning 53% of leagues. That might have had to do with the bye this last week. But if Dak Prescott is on the field and is the starting quarterback, Cole Beasley is fantasy valuable. If Romo comes back and starts, that's a completely different story. But with Dak Prescott starting, Cole Beasley should be in someone's starting lineup on in your league. He is at least a wide receiver three or a flex position, uh, in my opinion, with how he is producing. Uh, Ryan, tell me who you've got uh, at a wide receiver position. For for me at wide receiver, we're going. We're actually going back to Washington. Uh, Jamison Crowder. Um, again, he's one of those guys that is more of a. Um, PPR guy, he's not going to get you a ton of yards. Um, if your league has return yards, Jamison Crowder had better be owned. Yes. Um, if we look at what he has done in the last few last few weeks, um, last week seven catches on nine targets for 108 yards. The week before, um, four catches for 52, three for 35, but he also had two punt returns for 89 yards and a TD. Um, he's only had, if we look at his um, his points, this is in a full point PPR with your standard return yards, which is going to be 25 yards per point. Um, he has done since week one, 12.4, 17.1, 20.1, 4.1. Four point one. That's his only down week. And then sixteen point, you know, sixteen points, thirteen point eight, seventeen point eight. He is a dynamic player. That again, if you have return yards, this guy needs to be owned. He will. He gets the job done. Um, he is highly targeted, um, especially with Jordan Reed out. 
Um, he runs a lot of those underneath routes that that uh, that Reed does when he's in there. So um, I like Jameson Crowder, and again, he provides the extra um, mobility, I guess you could say, um, with the fact that he does return yards. So and, um, sorry, and he's only thirty-seven uh, percent owned. Uh, my uh, other pick obviously may come as no shock to anybody who paid attention to the Thursday night football game with the Packers. Devontae Adams currently owned in only 19% of leagues on Yahoo uh, should be picked up in the other 81, in my opinion, because Devontae Adams right now is outperforming Jordy Nelson. Um, he is the number two receiver right now. Um, but with the Packers having to throw the ball, there's just, I mean, uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers threw the ball like 56 times. That's, and he's only got really four targets. So that's so many targets per receiver. And Devontae Adams caught 13, touch, caught 13 catches at a monstrosity of a game. He was targeted 16 times yeah. in that game. 38.2. He got a hot. Uh, I don't even think Antonio Brown has scored that high. Um, A.J. Green, I think, has, and I think Julio Jones has. But this is a monstrosity of a game. And he's going up against Atlanta, but the only Atlanta corner you really have to worry about is Trufant, who won't be guarding him. Uh, then he's got Indiana. Tennessee showed a little bit of weakness this last week. Washington, Philadelphia. So he's not going up against the gauntlet. His buy is already done, so you don't have to worry about losing him. Uh, his his playoffs have me a little worried because Seattle in week 14, Chicago in in 15, and Minnesota in week 16. So he's not someone that might help you in the playoffs, but he's definitely someone who's going to help you over the next couple of weeks. He has five touchdowns already this season. That is inexcusable that he's only owned in 19% of leagues. Well, and here's, here's the problem with Devontae Adams is because – what what really I mean because I owned him in one or two leagues earlier. Um, what really did it for Devonte Adams and what, why he is low owned? He wasn't even expected to play in the game against Chicago. He was on the injury report, still recovering from a concussion. I cannot oh, tell you. I cannot tell you how many guys in on the Vox team. That as we were following, you know, for their for their daily fantasy lineups that, that we were all following on the Thursday night game, and just going crazy because Devontae Adams scored another effing touchdown <laughs> with another catch. This guy wasn't even supposed to play. I mean, we all had we all had you know, Ty Montgomery had a good game, and, and you know, and Cobb ended up having a good game, but no one, none of us went with Devontae Adams in any in any DFS lineups because he wasn't even supposed to play. So I mean. I think that Devontae Adams is a he's he's going to be somewhat matchup dependent. Like I said, I think these next couple of weeks work well for him um, because of how much they're going to have to be passing the ball. But I think he's kind of a, he's kind of a coin flip. Uh, go ahead and get him. But yeah, he is he's outperforming um, Jordy. I think that he's now to the point because last year he he's not meant to be a number one by himself. I think he's to the point where now that they've got Jordy taking a lot of the pressure off with the deep routes and have Randall Cobb there and what seems to be a decent quote-unquote running game with Ty Montgomery, that's what's opening things up for Devontae Adams. 
and and giving him some success. So we'll see if it continues. I think that this the week seven may be a bit of an aberration. I think he's more of the, you know, what he did in week five. You know, eight targets, five catches for eighty-five yards. So uh, going on to the tight end section. Uh, I'm going to do this one very, very brief because I'm tired of talking about Jack Doyle. His percentage of ownership needs to go up. Right now, he's only owned 31% of leagues. That jumped 20% on Saturday uh, and and is currently owning 31% of leagues. Right now, he's the number two receiver for Andrew Luck. I mean, there's T.Y. Hilton and there's Jack Doyle. I don't know who else they're going to try and get the ball to at this point. Um, but for me, Jack Doyle is a temporary fix to a long-term problem. If, if, if you do not have a tight end, obviously you can stream Jack Doyle for the next couple of weeks, but there's no real way of knowing what's going to happen or change when and if Dwayne Allen comes back after the bye. But for right now, if you are needing a tight end to score you some points, go get Jack Doyle. If you don't, it's on you not on me. Uh, and so my other tight end to really look at is CJ Fedorowicz. I know he didn't have the greatest of games tonight, but he was playing Denver. Uh, and so, but, but the point I want to, to emphasize is he's getting seven plus targets in every game over the last three or four weeks. Uh, his schedule lightens up so dramatically. He doesn't have to play a tough defense. I don't think he's going to play a top 10 defense the rest of the year, and his playoff matchup is beautiful. C.J. Fedorowicz is becoming a a, uh, a higher target value for Brock Osweiler. He should be someone, once again, sneaky pick. He may have been picked up in your league last week because he had a good week. Uh, in week in uh, in week six, but if he's not picked up, he would be kind of my he would be my more long term choice to fix. But Jack Doyle is going to get you more points in the short term, in my opinion. Yeah, I you took both of mine, so <laughs> my bad. Well, I think you got more quarterbacks than I do. So, but I mean, let's let's look at this. You and I have been saying Jack Doyle. Jack Doyle for the last three weeks now, especially after Dwayne Allen went out, and yet he's still not being, yet he's still not getting owned. Pick up Jack Doyle for crying out. The only time we did not say Jack Doyle was week was after his week one explosion. We were like, like, uh, sorry, yeah, this kind of a uh, yeah. Everything went back to normal, and then he, then maybe week four, but but really Jack Doyle. A lot of it is is kind of the inconsistency with the line and Andrew Luck being sacked more than any other quarterback in the league. Um, but now, with Andrew Luck's options drastically depleted, yep. he's got like two real targets that are going to get more than 10-plus targets in a game. Yeah, with Dwayne Allen out, you have to go Jack Doyle. Yeah. With with Dante Moncrief out, you have, I mean, Jack Doyle's getting those end zone looks because they have no other big men to throw to. Nope. So... Um, you know, watch for Dante Moncrief. He should be coming back sometime in the next couple weeks, but uh, probably after the bye. Probably after the bye. And like we and like Justin was saying, CJ Fedorowitz, we were on him last week, um, not just because he had a big week, but looking back the last few weeks, um, again, eight targets, four receptions, sixty-one, seven targets, six catches, 81, 85 and a TD tonight. Seven targets and five receptions. He only had 35 yards, but that's because Brock Osweiler wasn't getting the ball down the field. Um, 
I think that CJ CJ Fedorowicz becomes one of the one of the he may become this year's Gary Barnage. Maybe not to the point that Gary Barnage was last year, but I think that with the way that the rest of the schedule plays out for them, Fedorowicz could be the break the 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 breakout tight end. Um, you know, that's kind of been, you know, because how, how many years has he, how long has Fedorowicz been around? He's played, yeah, this is his, this is third year. Hmm, those third year tight ends, you know. <laughs> he already has, I mean, he's already in seven games has more yards than he had um, the rest of his career in his first two years combined. He has outscored, granted this is PPR, he has outscored Hopkins the last two weeks. Yep. Uh, so yeah, seriously, CJ Fedorowicz, get on him now while he's only eight. You know, while he's eight percent owned. Um, he has Det- he has Detroit next week. Pick up CJ Fedorowicz. Yes. He has Detroit, who is the number number two or number three worst defense against tight ends. Even Osweiler can throw two touchdowns against Detroit. Correct. So. Pick up C.J. Fedorowicz, like we told you last week. Pick him up, um, Jack Doyle. But see, uh, you know, for the maybe temporary. But C.J. Fedorowicz for the rest of the season. He has a buy in week nine, and then I mean, seriously, let's go over the schedule. Week ten, Jacksonville. Week eleven, Oakland. Week twelve, San Diego. Week thirteen, Green Bay. Week uh, fourteen, Indianapolis. Fifteen, Jacksonville again. 16, Cincinnati. I mean, you talk about a phenomenal schedule in terms of going up against cruddy defenses for the rest of the season. Pick up C.J. Fedorowicz now while you can. Uh, Ryan, we need to, uh, to get going on a quarterback situation. Uh, we've only got a few minutes left. Give me really, really briefly your two quarterbacks that you like. I've only got one. I'm doing a shot in the dark, but tell me who you like this week uh, as streaming quarterbacks. Well, kind of looking at this again, I, I want to go back. You know, I I was thinking, you know, maybe Brock, Brock Osweiler has a good matchup against Detroit. Um, yeah, he didn't perform all that well tonight um, against Denver. But Denver wanted to, you know, just pound the snot out of him for, um, you know, for leaving. So, you know, I think that, I think that you know, he was in for a bad game. Uh, I think he could have a pretty decent game at home next week against Detroit just because Detroit's defense is so bad. Um, and then the other guy that I was looking at is Alex Smith. Remember how last week I told you all you really need out of a streaming quarterback is about 250 yards and two TDs to get you in, in a standard league about 16 points? Well, what do you know? He got 214 yards, like I told you, in two TDs, one of which, like we said, would be a dump-off pass to a running back which Spencer Ware got a touchdown, got a receiving touchdown, and he finishes with 21 points. So um, Alex Smith has another good matchup this next week. Let's see who's he going up against. Oh shoot, I missed it. Uh, oh, against Indianapolis, uh, whose defense is also decimated. So as long as they can keep the ground going, ground game going with Spencer Ware, that should open up some decent um, pass looks for uh, for him against Indianapolis. Uh, my quarterback uh, that I like this week, for the sole fact that it's a giant shot in the dark, uh, and I like it when a player uh, gets riled up and, and wants to go out and play the next game, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is, is going to have a good day against Cleveland. First and foremost, 
it is the Cleveland defense who is depleted. Uh, their offense is massively depleted and will not have really the, the staying power to keep uh, the Jets off the field. I think Fitzpatrick uh, throws for three touchdowns in this game. I think he is a man on a mission at this point. He should have been a man on a mission at the beginning of the year when he only got a one-year deal. But I think now that uh, there's a little bit more angst and, and pep in his step, I think he's going to have a bigger game. I, I am seeing Fitzpatrick going off for three touchdowns. That's a very, very bold statement. If it, come back, if it comes back to bite me, so be it. But I think Fitzpatrick's going to have a big day against, uh, against Cleveland. So, well, and again, let's go back. You're looking at streaming quarterbacks. The reason you're looking at a streaming quarterback is because you drafted well with your wide receivers and your tight ends and your running backs. So all you're looking for is 250 yards and two TDs, enough to score about value, maybe a little bit above, to let the rest of your team finish off finish off your opponent. If you can get that out of Ryan Fitzpatrick, which I believe you can, about 250 and two TDs, maybe more, against a crappy Cleveland defense, I think that's a good pick. Okay, well, that looks like it wraps up our show. Once again, we want to thank you for joining us at the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. Once again, uh, that was the uh, the waiver picks for the beginning of week eight in the season. Uh, hopefully, your second half of your season goes better than your first half, regardless of how bad or good your first half was. But once again, uh, the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast has been brought to you by uh, Vox DFS Firelines and VoxDFS.com. I'm your host, Justin Skullrude. And I'm Ryan Skullrude. Have a good week, guys. All right, we'll talk to you later. At Jared, we know devotion isn't a once-a-year occasion. And once the flowers have wilted and the chocolates have disappeared, you'll still want them to know how much you care. Dare to give a gift that lasts this Valentine's Day with our incredible selection of jewelry. From delicate rose gold to bold black diamonds, Jared has hundreds of pieces under $299 and exclusive collections you won't find anywhere else. Shop online or find a store near you at jared.com and dare to be devoted. At Jared, we know devotion isn't a once-a-year occasion. And once the flowers have wilted and the chocolates have disappeared, you'll still want them to know how much you care. Dare to give a gift that lasts this Valentine's Day with our incredible selection of jewelry. From delicate rose gold to bold black diamonds, Jared has hundreds of pieces under $299 and exclusive collections you won't find anywhere else. Shop online or find a store near you at jared.com and dare to be devoted.